Last week, we looked at the importance of managing your business mindset. We had a guest on the show, Robbie Anderson from Chimp Management in the UK. If you've not read the book yet by Professor Steve Peters called The Chimp Paradox, I highly recommend it to you. It's something I've read several times and I'm rereading right now. At the time of recording in early March 2020, at the time of recording this episode, I think it's fair to say there is a lot going on. Stock markets around the world have seen massive volatility just this week. Share prices are down. Investors are fleeing to more dependable havens for their wealth, things like government bond debt and gold. The coronavirus epidemic is in its early stages. No one knows what's around the corner. As a consequence, to you and I, maybe, training contracts have been postponed or cancelled outright. And this has affected me personally this week. As I said before the show, training budgets are often an early victim when there's an economic crisis or difficult times. So today, I'm going to share with you 10 things that we can all do when business is slow and slowing. If 2019 was the year of diversity, 2020 looks like it's going to be the year of adversity. This is episode 78 of the Training Business Podcast. Hey, and welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett Hayes. Hi, welcome to the show. My name is Mark. I'm the host of this podcast, The Training Business Podcast. This is the show for freelance trainers, for training business owners, for training consultants, people like you and I all around the world. And the goal of this show, as I say every week, is to help you to start to grow and to scale a profitable training business. There's an episode of the show every single Thursday. And to that reason or to that end, I'd like you to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify or all of them or whichever platform is the podcast platform of choice for you. As I said before the music, at this very moment, every newspaper I pick up, every news website I read, perhaps every news website you come across, every news bulletin on TV features the latest statistics concerning the worldwide spread of this thing called the COVID-19 virus. I'm not going to mention that very much today because I'm sure you are fed up hearing about this virus and its effects. I'm not a pathologist either, so I'm not really in a position to discuss it and I, anyway, you know what? I think it's fair to say that irrespective of the, the virus itself, we should all be concerned more about the effects and, you know, the conditions and more importantly, what we're going to do about this. So I think it's fair to say that we're in for a tough time this year in 2020. I was to be flying to Dusseldorf, Germany today, in fact, yesterday to deliver sales training, but as expected, the event was cancelled. And right now, there's no telling when it will be rescheduled. And this, of course, immediately affects my business. Has something like this happened to you this week or this month? Maybe. I think if you're a freelancer or a decision maker in your business and you depend upon other businesses to give you work, I think you've got three choices here. One, you can panic. Two, you can do nothing. Three, you can take deliberate action. Choice. If we think of what Robbie and I discussed with you last week, you'll realize that your chimp brain, your kind of animal brain or your uh, early developmental brain wants you to either panic or to bury your head in the sand and do nothing. However, if we, thinking of last week's episode, use our human brain, our resourceful brain, our logical brain, our business brain, 
we recognize that option three really is the only sensible option. So here's the list of 10 deliberate actions to take right now in difficult times, if that is true for you. Here they are by name, first of all. One, keep going. Two, keep planning. Three, keep networking. Four, keep producing. Five, keep learning. Six, keep hiring. Seven, keep selling. Eight, keep delivering. Nine, keep changing. And 10, keep reminding. Let's go into each of those individually. And again, you can pause at any time and take some notes if you like. That's the kind of idea today to make it very practical, quick moving because there are 10 things to cover. I'm conscious of your time and my time. So let's go into them right now. First of all, keep going. In episode 38, I had the pleasure of interviewing Joe Ellen Gribb, one of the co-founders of the legendary Impact Factory, a highly successful training company in London in the UK. In that episode, Joe tells the or Joe Ellen tells the story of how Impact Factory nearly went to the wall several times. Quite an amazing story you know, recessions and a Gulf War, etc. But she and her co-founder, Robin Chandler, kept on going. As the old expression goes, even in the deepest of crises, even in the darkest of times, this too shall pass. In six months or years' time, I think we'll all look back on this time and either be grateful with how we responded or disappointed with how we reacted. None of the other nine things we'll talk about today in this list matter if you can't achieve this one. You may have been in a crisis before or you might not have been. It doesn't really matter. The fact is good times and bad times are the two sides of the one coin. You will face tough times like this again. I will too. So we might as well learn to deal with them now, early on. Coronavirus or not, keep calm, stay cool, be professional and keep going. Okay, number two today, keep planning. I think that now is a great time to look at your goals for 2020 and beyond. You heard me right. Yes, I think that the rocket fuel for all goal setting and goal achievement is having a strong enough why, irrespective of what's going on around you. So let's take that. Why are you a trainer? Why are you in this business? Why are you a consultant or a coach? Is it because you go home at the end of the day, like me, feeling 10 feet tall, knowing that you help people to overcome problems, acquire new skills, and do the kinds of things that they perhaps didn't think they could do? And that's definitely one of my reasons. I love what I do. I'm privileged to do what I do. And I don't think everyone can say that. I I wager that most people cannot say that. Can you say that you love the training business so much that you're willing to continue to put up with hard times like these times when business is slow or stalling or stagnant, even if you think that right now it's the time to batten down the hatches, close the door, pull up the drawbridge, close the curtains. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I don't think you think that either. Remind yourself of the goals you have. Maybe it's time to create a vision board, you know, pictures of things you want to be, do and have. Get excited about the recovery. It's coming. All crises pass. It doesn't matter how long the bad times are, all crises pass. You know this, so keep planning. Number three today, keep networking. Hard times are arguably, arguably the best of times to get new connections, to make new connections, to build new connections. Good times are the best times to convert those connections to business. So now is the time to accelerate building your network, not to slow down, to accelerate 
building your network with the kinds of people to whom you can add value now and who can reciprocate by paying you for the value you added when times are better. And they will be better. So set yourself a minimum goal of adding, say, two to three quality contacts a day in your network, either face-to-face if you can, if it's safe, if it's appropriate, or online. I pay someone to grow my network on LinkedIn every day, adding 10 contacts minimum. If you cannot meet people in person, then maybe use technology like Zoom to organize a weekly virtual meetup, particularly if there are health and travel restrictions in place. You can start a weekly webinar, add people to your email list. That's a big thing, by the way. Are you growing your email list? And in episode 65, I had the pleasure of having Nathan Barry, the CEO of ConvertKit on the show. ConvertKit is arguably the fastest growing email list management provider in the world. And the lesson from that show is you need to keep on networking, keep adding to your email list. It's a huge mistake to stop networking. So keep networking. Number four today is to keep producing. When times are slow, that's actually the time to put your energy and money into building your authority and your credibility. In a world of something like, I'm not sure, six point something billion people, you've got to find some way to stand out. And I think one of the ways to do this is to create great content. What does that mean? You can start a blog, you can start a podcast like this one, or start a video channel on YouTube. That's something I need to do. I know that for a fact. You need to maybe think of creating a course outline, which is something I'm doing right now as well. Draft the outline of a book. I completed a hundred page ebook about two years ago. So all of these things are forms of content. You can create something that people want to listen to or read or watch or apply. And in episode 42 of the podcast, I interviewed Kevin McGrath, who's the co-founder of Beacon.by, which is a software platform which enables people like you and I to build things like lead magnets. What does that mean? Things like checklists or guides or ebooks. Why? Well, if done properly, this kind of content, those lead magnets, the things people would download as PDFs, you know, checklists, guides, ebooks, cheat sheets, those things are content which encourage people to take you and your brand seriously and to want to connect with you or build a relationship with you, which will lead to a sales conversation with you when the right time comes. And the right time will come, irrespective of what's happening right now. I know that's my favorite word, irrespective, but regardless of what's coming or about to happen or currently happening, the right time will come round. So the lesson here is keep producing. Okay, number five, we're halfway through the list. Keep learning. You might be thinking, you know, hey Mark, those things I've just you've just mentioned to me, blogs, books, e-magnets or lead magnets or videos or, or a podcast or, a, or some kind of physical book, none of that stuff is stuff I've done before. It's stuff I don't think I can do. Well, you know what? That's okay. There are plenty of videos online, courses online, plenty of resources online that can help you in areas such as content creation, LinkedIn marketing, video creation, etc. The best investment I think you and I would agree on is actually the investment that companies make in people. The best investment that businesses make in people is the people in that business. And if you don't believe that, why are you in the training business? So you must believe that's true for you. You need to ensure that the best investment you're making is the investment in yourself. You also need to ensure that you are future-proofing your business insofar as you are, you know, getting ready to provide that which will be in demand when times improve, when times are better. 
is there a particular skill set which might be in demand or more than likely looks like it will be in demand or could be in demand in the next 12 months. But maybe no one else has seen it coming just yet. Maybe you've got some kind of unfair advantage right now based upon that belief or or premonition. More than likely, there are courses which you deliver right now, which you've become commoditized. What do I mean? Well, I mean other people perhaps can deliver them in exactly the same way, maybe even cheaper, maybe even better. So is now the time to master new skills which can help you to separate yourself and your brand, separate you and your brand from the competition, from those other people? I think you should take one to two hours a day to acquire these new skills starting now. The lesson is here. Keep on learning. Number six today, keep hiring. In running your business, I think it's fair to say, a bit like me, you are more than likely the VP of sales, the vice president of sales and marketing, the chief operating officer, the CEO, the COO, the CMO, the CXO, the CIO, EIEIO. Maybe you're the director of, of all things all rolled into one. I think that's true in many small businesses. You can't charge for those things. You can't charge for any of those things because those things represent a cost to the business in accountancy terms. Bear with me on this one. The things which actually generate money are the income-generating activities. In other words, the training and the coaching and the consulting for which you can charge. So one of the things I've learned to be better at is to let go of the things which are necessary, but they cost me time and effort and don't make me money. I call those the difference between interest-generating activities and income-generating activities. Are there routine things which you can systemize, things you have to do in your business, and give those to a VA, a virtual assistant? Of course there are. I outsource my website maintenance. I outsource my podcast editing. I outsource my video editing and graphics creation. There are things which others can do better, quicker, and actually cheaper than I can. And when business is slow or stalling, this is actually very, very important. It's kind of, it's kind of reverse psychology here. What happens is this. Many businesses start to panic. They let great people go. They let talent go. They kind of go in on themselves and do the kinds of things which don't bring in new business. They try to lower costs as opposed to investing to bring in more business. And in doing so, they're letting opportunity go. That's a huge mistake. When there is a crisis, the quality of people, as a result, the people who are available for hire to you and me, actually increases. Part-time or full-time, a few hours a week, find people like this, develop them, trust them, hire them, train them, keep them, and keep hiring. Number seven today, keep selling. In episode 57, I interviewed arguably the best-known sales trainer in the world today, one of my heroes, a guy called Grant Cardone. And in that episode, nearly an hour long, in fact, Grant pointed out how he has become mega wealthy, mega successful, not just by training huge audiences for which he's known. He's trained thousands of people even recently across Stadia all around the world, you know, huge audiences, but he also creates products using his team and himself, which people can buy long after he's left the stage. Think about that. 
Grant's online university is available 24-7, 365 days a year, all around the world. He sells hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars a month in courses, in books, in apparel. And the lesson here is create IP, create intellectual property to sell online passively. Things like audio programs, video content, courses, books. Use sites like teachable.com, which I've used in the past, to create online courses and market them. I've already invested in a program last year from a guy called David Seitman Garland, and the course is called Create Awesome onlinecourses.com. And this is something I need to focus on a lot in 2020, creating a substantial online course which brings in revenue streams in good times and bad times. So what's the lesson for you here? Well, here's this thought for you. The market for online learning content is by all arguments growing incredibly fast. It's growing exponentially. So start to give some thought now to how you can productize, package up and sell the stuff between your ears, your expertise and keep on selling. Okay. Number eight today is to keep delivering. Notwithstanding this current global health crisis, I think it's fair to say that more and more coaching and training is being delivered remotely. At least that's how I read the situation. And one of the services that I and my small team provide in my business is remote sales coaching. And why? Well, there are many advantages to this. First of all, it does not require me or people to travel. That's a huge saving, both for the client and for me. It can be recorded and replayed. That's the the kind of content I deliver. It can be recorded and replayed to the consumer, to the customer. But I also can provide services to a global audience, not just a local or national audience. And I can provide this on demand. What I deliver can be delivered one-to-one or one-to-many at the same time in tandem. I can plug into sales calls live from a distance and give people immediate feedback. I can take advantage of technology to analyze voice calls, even though the person who's, you know, who I'm listening to or coaching is actually 3,000 miles away or more. I can use my mobile phone or laptop and I can be anywhere in the world helping people, serving people, delivering to people. More and more companies are doing this. They're hiring people to work from their home countries or think of recent events or current events, getting them to work from their home offices. More and more learning, coaching, is being delivered online. So what's your plan to take advantage of this trend? The lesson here is go remote and keep on delivering. Number nine today, keep changing. In slow, difficult times, times like this one, I think, I think you've got the chance to start again, to rethink yourself and your brand. I think you've now an opportunity to ask yourself whether there are things you would like to try. And if so, maybe it's time to diversify. I know one trainer who teaches business skills in the corporate world, but he also has a brand teaching people how to invest in property. The lesson here? Diversify. What many trainers find is that the summer months are quiet. That's true, often for me, particularly if they're dependent upon corporate work. So what do they do? They hold workshops or retreats in the summer months. And when September starts around, they resume their first line of business, which is the, you know, coaching and training in the corporate world. The lesson here? Pivot. What many people find is that crises like this one or difficult times, whenever they happen, actually give them the space to think and to reinvent themselves, their products, their brands, their message. The lesson here? 
change. So now might be the time to try out new things, to you know, evaluate, take, take time out, take small risks, diversify, try and see what happens. Businesses die, I think you agree with this, businesses die when things don't change, when people don't change, when businesses refuse, can't or won't change. The lesson here, keep changing. Finally, 10 today, keep reminding. The last one, number 10. Many trainers literally have nothing to retire with because they are the business. Slow times and difficult times actually make this abundantly clear. I don't want to end on a negative note, but rather a realistic note. And often this is a reminder to me, thinking about this, you know, what is my exit strategy? When times are really tough, it takes maturity and courage to know when to call it a day. Keep reminding yourself of the equity you're building now by reminding yourself of the equity you will capitalize upon in the future, in the good times. And thinking of this, in episode 46, I spoke with David McDermott, CEO of Edomitis, a professional services training company based in Edinburgh in Scotland. And in that really great episode, because David's a friend of mine, so I got to ask him some questions that um, I hadn't asked him before, things I didn't know, in fact, we talked about his plans to retire. What does this mean for you? Well, remind yourself of your financial goals to capitalize on all the time and the intellectual property and the energy and the sweat. That's that sweat equity that you've invested over the years. You want something in return for the years you've invested so far in your training business and, of course, in the years to come. The lesson here is to keep your chin up. Keep your financial horizon in view. Keep focused Keep focused yourself and your team on your amazing options now and in the future by taking control of your future now. You can do this, so keep reminding yourself of that. Okay, 10 things today to think about. One, one more time, is to keep on going. Stay cool, be calm, keep on going. Keep planning. Number two, get excited about the recovery, which is coming. All crises will pass. It's really a question of how you position yourself for that when it comes. So keep on planning. Number three was keep on networking. It's a huge mistake to stop networking. And often many times people, you know, close down their outreach. They disconnect or they just stop connecting. Actually, hard times are the best times to make new connections, to build new connections. So you can actually take advantage of those connections when the good times come round, and they will come round again. So keep on networking. Number four today was to keep producing. And the one way to stand out, to build credibility, to inform and to reassure people that you are an expert is to create content. As I said, it could be anything, something you've perhaps not yet done, Fine, learn how to do it. Lots of options and time to do that. You've got things like podcasts like this one or blogs or using beacon.by software to create, you know, lead magnets, ebooks, checklists, cheat sheets. The right time will come, but the time to produce content for those times is now, so keep producing. Number five today was keep learning. Now, as I said, there are things you may not know yet how to do. That's okay. You can learn to do it and plenty of resources and videos and courses online, which will help you on your journey. And if there are things that are time, you know, which maybe their time has come, things which you need to ditch from your learning portfolio and learn new skills to develop new competencies and new services and new products. Now is the time to master those skills. So invest time every day and keep on learning. Number six today was keep on hiring. And paradoxically, what many companies do is sometimes they 
throw things overboard. And unfortunately, sometimes that includes great people. So one of the things we need to do is to realize that you have to free yourself up from doing the things which cost you time and money and focus on the things which bring in time and money. And by that, I mean bringing in people who can help you to develop SOPs or systems to actually help you to focus on things which make money. And again, interesting thought, when there are crises like this, people often uh, are available because they lose their jobs or they're laid off. So you will find that the availability and quality of people to hire increases. So find them, train them, keep them, and keep on hiring. Number seven today was keep selling. And why am I saying that? Because as I'm learning, as I've learned and I've yet to apply fully, there is a huge course world out there. Lots of people making a large fortune or a small fortune in creating online content and the market for this is growing exponentially. This is something I will be doing in 2020. Big announcement in the coming months. I'll focus or address that and I'll keep you up to date on my progress and share my feedback in this journey. But the point here is that there is some knowledge between your ears which can be packaged up, uh, productized so you can sell it online. The lesson there, keep on selling. Number eight today is to keep delivering. Irrespective of the current conditions, you've got to keep on delivering. And the way to do this is even if there are restrictions in place physically, uh, regionally, nationally, or locally, remote is actually becoming the new normal. There are ways to provide this expertise between your ears, your products, your services, those of your team, to people who aren't even in the same jurisdiction. Remote is becoming the new normal. More and more learning content is being consumed online across distances. So what's your plan to take advantage of this? Go remote and keep on delivering. Number nine lastly, or almost lastly, was keep on changing. What this means is that sometimes many people find that the downtime or crises is not the time to lose the head, it's the time to go into the head and to focus. Are there things that I'd like to try? I now have perhaps space and time to reevaluate my values, my plans, my goals. Perhaps I could reinvent them my, uh, myself or any of the things I've mentioned. The lesson here is to change. So now might actually be a great opportunity to take small risks, to try new things out, to diversify, and to keep changing. Number 10, finally, is that sometimes we need to, you know, learn some hard lessons. Sometimes crises like this one or difficult times or slow times when business is slowing down, stalling, or stagnating, you might actually be picking up on signals here. Is there a time to quit? And actually, positively, seen there is a time to quit and it's sometime in the future. So what are you doing right now to build equity in your business? So when the time does come to exit the business, you've got the financial payback, the return on capital, energy, sweat equity, time, expertise that you've put into your own brand and business over the years. You want something in return for the years and time and energy which you've invested. So the way to do this is to keep your chin up and to focus on that financial horizon and keep your goals, your financial plans in view and keep on reminding yourself of that. Okay, so 10 ways today in which I think you can actually see the current situation or any future difficult situation in a positive light. This is really, really important. We need to be the people that see the best possible outcomes, even when people around us are losing theirs, their perspective, 
or their self-control. We've got to keep on going. We have responsibility to ourselves, to our families, and of course to our customers, to your brand, to everyone around you. You can do this. It's been a great episode today, I think, because even in planning this out, it's helped me to reinvigorate myself and to remind myself that there are things in my control, there are equally things I can't control, but I've got to let go of those things to do that. Okay, so the lesson finally for me today is you need to let go to grow. Let go of those things you can control. Focus on these 10 things you can control and keep on going. Okay, my sincere thanks to you for tuning in again this week. Thanks for all your wonderful support and your kind comments and your suggestions for great episodes yet to come. Lots of interesting guests coming and of course fantastic episodes focusing on the kinds of things that will help you in your training business i'd love you to leave a rating on apple podcasts because this as i always say helps us to promote the show to people like you and i all all around the world in this business this fantastic business and to attract the right guests who can help us with our respective training business journeys. You can check out the podcast on platforms like Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify, and you'll find us here every single week on those platforms. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook and Instagram, so feel free to check us out there and to join the conversation. Until next Thursday, keep the chin up, keep on going, and see you then. Bye for now. once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Go to trainingbusiness.com and subscribe right now to be notified of great competitions, upcoming VIP episodes, and amazing special offers to help you succeed in your training business. See you next time.